Hey, y'all, welcome back to All 22. This is Fred. If you like what you hear so far on our podcast, we appreciate it. So, the best way you can support us is A, keep listening. Thank you. But B, share it with your friends and family all across social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is you use, Instagram. Um, if you email friends and family, shoot that to them as well. And then another way you can help us is we're doing a monthly giveaway. This month, it's May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're real big about mental uh, health and just uh, mental health positivity here at Relentless.Love. So um, we're giving away a book by Brene Brown, uh, award-winning researcher. You should look her up. Wonderful. Um, and then we're also giving away some merchandise. And so that's our monthly giveaway. So if you want to be a part of that uh, and or get your name in the drawing, you only have to do two things. One, go to Relentless.Love and make a contribution of at least $2. If you go to our homepage right at the top, you'll see a rectangle that says make a contribution. Click that button. Bam. Two, once you make a contribution of at least $2, and it can be 5 or 10 whatever you'd like, like or follow us on two out of three of our social media pages. So we've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter is at relent.love, not dot, but relent, D-O-T, love. Instagram, relentless.love. Again, the dot is spelled out, relentless, D-O-T, love. Same with Facebook, relentless.love, relentless, D-O-T, love. Um, so only, the only thing you got to do, Make a contribution of at least $2 uh, via our website, relentless.love, and then like or follow us on two out of three social media pages. To be eligible, make your contribution and support our social media pages by 11.59 p.m. Eastern on May 31st, and the live drawing is going to be on Monday, June 1. We do that monthly. That's our monthly May giveaway. This is how you can really support us. We don't have venture capitalist money. We're getting off the ground, trying to do it slow and steady. Uh, We appreciate your support. Back to another week for All 22. Um, here, Fred Curtis, along with uh, Kelly Dawson. Kelly, man, what's going on today? Happy Memorial Day, by the way. We're recording this on Memorial Day. Um, yeah, man. It's a little weird, you know, just kind of cramped up in the house. Uh, it's supposed to be a day of just like, you know, hopping from place to place and getting as many plates as you can. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, such is such is life right now. Um, any special, special Memorial Day plans, man? Uh, my mom... Um, Mom's coming over later. Uh, I kind of got, man, I kind of got tricked. Um, I kind of got tricked into cooking. <laughs> so I, I really didn't plan on it. Uh, my sister asked me to grill some chicken. Um, she asked me like last week. So I honestly forgot it was Memorial Day today until literally yesterday. But she asked me last week and she was going to pick it up or bring it to me like Saturday or Sunday for me to cook. And then my mom came over to see my daughter yesterday. And she said, well, we just thought that, you know, we can just come over tomorrow. You know, she started with, so what size do y'all like? I said, what do you mean? What size do I like? <laughs> so she said, she you know, backdoored out. Maya, Maya was saying she, yeah, she said, <laughs> She said, well, since you're cooking a chicken, I just figured, I was like, well, I mean, I don't mind. Well, it was just, you really backdoored that. <laughs> like, what? And you bring the size, I cook the chicken. I'm, I'm cool with it. But it's still, I, I kind of got, I got tricked into it. It's all good, though. Well, that's not, yeah, yeah. God bless you, brother. Um, I'm not, I, yeah, I got some lamb chops and some corn, probably throwing a grill all the day. Um, yeah. 
God bless hey, you. I'm man. not doing it big. It's about it's a hey. it's gonna be four of us. <laughs> four of us and my daughter. And That's crazy. Yeah, could have just could have just straight up said, you know, hey, can can you can you grill some meat and not break sides? That's it. And <laughs> hey, I, yeah, it is. What it is. <laughs> Got, it gotta is love it. them. A little perplexing. Yeah. Um, yeah. almost as perplexing as the New York Jets, who <laughs> reportedly um are are shopping uh safeties Jamal Adams who, you know, admittedly is, is if you don't think he's the best safety in the game, definitely, you know, top two, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the conversation with Tyron. Um, reports are the Ravens are in trade talks. Uh, it's no secret that uh, both of us are, are huge Ravens fans. I, for one, would mm-hmm. love to see Jamal Adams uh, in a Ravens uniform. I think it would be poetic justice. And I would just really love to just, like, rub it in the face of all Jets fans, oh, too. Right? Yes. I follow a crap ton of Jets fans because um, <laughs> of, of, of my man Vic. And so, you know, like, they're all wonderful people. Um, but I just – that's if there's a team I get tired of hearing more about <laughs> that I don't care about, it's the Jets. And it's like – yes. I don't know how all this happened because, like, and, and I don't know, do other fan bases have like this kind of like Twitter presence? Yeah, because I haven't found it. I haven't either, and it's crazy. So, um, for one, if you don't know, the mute feature on Twitter is the best thing ever. Lovely. So, not I don't mute people, I just mute words, and I muted Jets, and like my timeline got quiet. Mm. Be- and I don't understand. The only reason I muted it because I was. Just, it's just so mediocre to bad that I just, I, I don't, I, I hate seeing the, the, I guess the optimism about their team. And I, I mean, I hope they're good one day. I, I, I don't care if they're good or not. They just yeah. haven't been good. So I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are Jets fans, but I muted the word and it just went away. Cause like you, like you brought up Vic. So Vic, uh, he follows a lot of, obviously he follows a lot of Jets fans. So he retweets a lot of stuff. And all of them sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> all of the fans have this same optimism about their team. And they, they literally sound the same. Leading up to the draft, all of them had the same uh, draft once as far as the players. No, that's it was real. crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I've never seen a fan base like that. <laughs> Maybe we just, because we don't, I don't know, because we don't follow, you know, we're not, you know, in Miami, so we don't see Miami Dolphins fans and, uh, Bills fans, that's another fan base. I'm thinking about Cleveland fans. They like certain fan bases, you wonder if they're like this, like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's not a knock. Like Vic, Vic is my home hero. It's, yeah, it's not a knock. Best, yeah, one of the best men I know. And I'm mostly on Jets fans on Twitter are like good folks. Like I follow them for a reason. You know, we interact. I just get yeah. tired of hearing about Jets football. That that's that's it. it. <laughs> that's the only thing. And Vic like when he like he knows what he's talking about as far as football oh yeah so he knows like okay sam darnold didn't have any help you know joe douglas we got the right guy now uh adam gay sucks but hey we got to deal with like he knows his team and he knows football i just get tired of jets like seeing jets football yeah that that, that's the only thing shout out to Vic, man i'm gonna let you know you you on here man uh mad respect but um (laughs) Anyway, in 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 lieu of in lieu of a wonderful uh, contingent of Jets fans, what what I always make the argument of I don't think sports is hard. In that, you know, if you if you have a good owner, you'll, you'll eventually, you know, win a Super Bowl. If you don't, you're gonna stay mediocre. Um, yeah. And you know, I I think that's probably the biggest thing with the Jets is just Woody Johnson is just not a very good owner. And you know, I hate I hate Pittsburgh. Uh, I, there, there's nothing about 
the city I like. And it's not just the Steelers. Like, I, I hate Pittsburgh in general. I've been in Pittsburgh once. I caught the worst flu I've ever caught in my life up there. Uh, and I just don't care for it. Not a place for me. Don't mind ever going back. Um, it's honestly like, it's like somebody took like a big old pair of scissors in a mountain and just like cut a, cut a hole in it. And like, that's Pittsburgh. It's like, why, why is this here? I get the historical stuff, you know, Steel City, all that stuff. Anyway, um, but they got a good ownership group. And I think that's the main thing with the Jets is just like, like in what world, and maybe you can enlighten us, in what world are you looking to trade the top safety in the league while he's still on his rookie contract? I, like, on one hand, okay, I'm going to say I get it, but I really don't get it. But uh, the only, only line of thinking um, – that I can, I don't know, the only thing, the only reason why I would think they are because they know what his price tag is going to be. Um, but my thing is, like, let it play out. Like, at least, okay, you get into the season, you maybe trade him before the trade deadline, deadline when you say, okay, bro, we can't come to a deal. Like, if, yeah. if you do, if you at least do that, then okay, I kind of understand it. But other than that, I'm like, dude, pay the man. And you, you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. It's the perfect time to pay your best players. This is so when you go for it. Pay, like you said, this is when you go for it. And like this is this is dude, I, I don't understand it. And um, like you said, he's one of the I I, I feel like uh Tyron Matthew is a little bit vers a little bit more versatile. So uh, I think he's the top, but with, he he's one or two. So no matter no matter who you like at one and who you like at two, dude, he's a top player in the game. And you know how I feel about the secondary. I think Tyron Matthews is the top five player in the league just because yeah. like what he brings to the table. Yeah. Uh, so I that's the only thing. That's the only reason I would think they're trying to get rid of him. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't understand that, man. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I could I could make a devil's you know devil's advocate argument and say you know oh well it was the old regime who drafted him you know we would have never taken a safety this high so on and so forth but at the same time you, got him already. you took you already got him you took him sixth overall like wh what did what did you expect to happen if you take a guy sixth overall you expect him to become what jamal adams is now maybe he's not the best player at his position but you know look we know and we know because, you know, you can study football and that most of these guys aren't going to end up being who we think they are. Like literally most yeah. of them in the first round. It doesn't stop everybody from who picks in the top 15 from thinking they have an all pro player. Like that is yeah. your expectation. Mm -hmm. And you found that. And so why are you just going to say pro. Not all pro? pro. All like, <laughs> and so, and yeah, I mean, we both are the same. I don't care about pro bowls. Um, like all pro team is where you really see who the, who the best guys in the league are. And you got an all pro safety who's going to be 25 in October. 25. Come on, man. You're, you're 25. That's a guy. That's a guy who will receive three big contracts. Okay. So most guys is most guys pray for a third deal. Okay. Get your rookie contract, your second deal. Okay. How did I perform? Did I outperform my rookie contract? Okay. I'm gonna get a good payday. A third big contract, you know, that's that's a blessing. So yeah. a lot of guys don't see that. He's going to get two more big contracts. No matter if it's the Jets or um, hopefully it's Somebody the Lakers, else. But hey. <laughs> no matter what team it is. Hey, send him to Baltimore. We'll gladly pay him. <laughs> gladly pay him.
And see, I think this is the difference, though. It's just like you've got a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Uh-huh. Like Darnold, Darnold is good. People can say, you know, there's still questions about him, obviously. We'll talk about top 10 quarterbacks in the league uh, in a minute. I don't have him in my top 10, but can you – do I think you can win a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold? Absolutely. Yes. Now, you need a much better roster around him to do that than uh, Russell Wilson or Drew Brees or whatever, but you can win a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold, and, and you don't yeah. have to be perfect in your roster construction. And so mm-hmm. when you have – a guy who's the best at his position in the league, while you have that quarterback who you know you can win a title with on a rookie deal, why are you pushing to trade him? If it will make even more sense if you had just resigned Donald. Okay, now you don't have that a makes lot of sense. money. But you're you on this rookie deal. And you and now you've you've heard uh we've heard in the media that the Ravens are possibly attempted to trade for him, Lamar Jackson is on his rookie deal. Doing it right. And even though, okay, I think um, Jamal Adams is entering in his last year of his uh, rookie deal. So um, you hear the Earl Thomas rumors saying that he may or may not get released or whatever. I say don't release him because that's crazy to me. That has nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. In terms of football, I don't care. In terms of fo- in terms of football, no, that means nothing. I Did mean, he beat up his wife? No. no, he cheated on his wife. It's a it's, it's a bad thing to do. Yes, but as far as football, no. <laughs> like keep that guy at least. When when they signed Thomas to a four year deal, I said, you know what, he'll stay three. Yeah, you know he'll stay three. Maybe maybe two if he if he declines in any type of play, um, you know, and Chuck uh, Chuck Clark. Um, uh, does well, and if you do trade for Jamal Adams, and obviously he's going to play well, okay, Earl Thomas, two years, see you. Right. <laughs> because Jamal Adams is six, what, six years younger? Uh, six years younger. He's already an all-pro. They play the same. He's Jamal Adams is a little bit more versatile because he's a little bit thicker, so he can, you know, come down in a box and things like that. But imagine – a secondary, you already almost got, you probably already got the best secondary in the league. Oh, yeah. You got Jimmy Smith. You got uh, Marlon Humphrey. You got, um, you know, Clark at the safety, Earl Thomas. You bring in Jamal Adams. And you got Tavon Young, which missed last season. Bro, which I, I thought he was probably for, you forgot about him because he signed an extension and he, I think he tore his ACL or Achilles or something like that. So you're already stacked. Don't forget Marcus <laughs> Peters. Jalen, come on, man! You got, <laughs> dude, and you add Jamal Adams to that, and you already shored up. We're Ravens fans, so y'all bear with us. You already shored <laughs> up what killed you last year, which was uh, run defense. Oh boy, that Derrick Henry, Calais Campbell, and dude, come on, man! And Jamal, and Lamar Jackson is only going to get better. Uh, they provided my man with some more weapons. Listen, give that man. I don't care if you give him a second, honestly. <laughs> I give him a first. I give him a first. If you give him a first, if you re, you gotta resign him. You give him a first and don't resign him. But yeah, you oh, gotta resign him. You give you give the Jets a first. I'm pretty sure they'd be like, you know what? We're we're probably not winning anytime soon. We'll have two firsts next year. Yeah, you gotta rebuild anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. <laughs> I don't care about that first because. You know, in the perfect world, it's 32. It's That's what we're pick. hoping. But yeah. it's going to be a late pick. Exactly. Like, you cannot like the Ravens. But this, you know, I mean, 
you're not going to get a top 15, top 20 pick out of Baltimore. So I'd give him that first-round pick for Jamal. <clears throat> I'd expect we could resign him. But, right now. But that team, man, I mean, it actually makes me, like, really happy as a fan. That team is loaded. Um, and it's partly why I actually have this up on Relentless.Love uh, next week. My, my preseason power rankings, I have the Ravens at number one. And, yeah. you know, I know people are always like, oh, you know, I think, I think there's, like, this group thing where you got to put Kansas City one or whoever won it last year, number one, going into the it's next not, year. And it's just like, no, last year's over. And, like, Nick Saban used to always say this. He was like, he hates the term um, defending champions. We're not defending anything. We already won that. No. You can't take that away. Kansas City has a Super Bowl. They are world champs. Yep. That can't be taken away. I'm not making them my favorite this year just because they won last year. Um, I think Baltimore should be the odds-on favorite to, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, slightly ahead of Kansas City. But anyway, we digress. Jets fans, I hope, uh, I hope you give us Jamal Adams. Um, and I hope you do it for a second rounder. Please, please. Hopefully – Hopefully you do it for a second and not a first, but we'll gladly give you a first. And we'll gladly give you a first. <laughs> we'll give you 28 through 32, whatever it's going to be. Exactly. Have fun picking, you know, Rashad Bateman or something. I actually like Bateman. Let me not talk, let me not talk about it. Uh, I think Bateman actually going to be top 15 pick. But anyway, uh, we're talking <laughs> top 10 quarterbacks of the league right now. Uh, a little bit of a caveat here, or quite a few caveats. Basically, the biggest one for me is how I structured my list was who do I expect to be uh, like considered top 10. It's a mixture of going into this year, but then also at the end of the year, if that makes sense. Um, and so I'll run through my top 10 momentarily. I want to let you know the guys who I did not include first, so right outside of number 10. Okay. It's going to sound pretty crazy. Uh, I got Tom Brady at 11, which I don't think is that crazy. Um, and it's, it's not that crazy right yeah. now. It's not. And honestly, I thought 11 was nice. I thought 11 was a push. Um, it's probably a little bit too high, and he's getting 11 based off who he is and what he's done in the league, which he's earned that right. And if any, for anybody who's, like, thinking, oh, you guys just don't like Tom Brady, listen to the last episode. Uh, we make a, <laughs> make a tremendous case for him to be the, the greatest of all time, and there's no conversation. So put that to bed. Mm -hmm. um, but he's not, he's not one of the top ten quarterbacks anymore. Again, 11 was nice, but the case for that for me is pretty simple. Last year, uh, completion percentage was 60.8. That was his lowest since 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, 24 touchdowns was the lowest uh, passing touchdown number since 2006. Interception, interception numbers, we'll get into that a little bit later. I don't pay much attention to those. I think they're inflated now just because so much is, is, is sort of scripted for these guys and they make quick decisions and it's built into the offense. So if you're not throwing the ball deep, you just don't have a lot of thinking to do. Of course, your interception numbers are going to be low unless you're Jameis. But um, yards per attempt, 6.6, .6, which is as lowest since 2003. I think anybody who saw him play last year saw that decline coming. And it wasn't steep, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he didn't, the bottom just didn't fall out. Um, but he's definitely not the player that he used to be. I got Tom Brady at 11. I got a good old money heist at 12. Uh, for those of you just joining us, Kirk Cousins, we call him money heist. Um, so I got money heist at 12. Um, money heist. You know, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. And I got Jimmy Garoppolo at 13, who, you know, I think I'd, I'd like to have a larger and longer conversation about Garoppolo at some point this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, because I actually, I rewatched the, just the third quarter of the Super Bowl. I need to rewatch the whole thing, but Jimmy doesn't deserve as much blame for that loss as Kyle, but we should at least bring him up. Uh, he did it. So he, I, I think he doesn't, he doesn't deserve as much blame, but that's the thing we're trying to, um, 
No, he, he doesn't deserve blame, but he didn't win the game. So he didn't do anything. It, it, it didn't have to be extraordinary. When it was time to make a play, he couldn't make a play. And I think, I think that's, that's what it is. Yeah. No, fair. He didn't do what Matt Ryan did. Um, he did it because Matt Ryan <laughs> did everything he needed to do. Matt Ryan made the play to win the Super Bowl. We're being honest. And we're being, and, you know, I got, I'll just go ahead and say I got Matt Ryan number uh, nine on my list. People always crap on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan made the play to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and Jimmy G did it. And people are like, oh, well, when did he have an opportunity? To, or, or That's the point. What? <laughs> that's the point. He, he didn't make a play. And, and, and it's not a matter of like, oh, it was clear or he overthrew this guy or whatnot. At the quarterback position, it's the, it's the one position where you create, for, for lack of a better term. And so when you talk mm-hmm. about a running back missing a block or a wide receiver missing a catch or a defensive player missing a tackle, whatever, those are things that are seeped sort of into our minds because you can see it. You can see the play that wasn't made. As a quarterback, if you're going to be considered one of the best in the game, you create that. And so it's not a matter of me yeah. being able to identify, oh, you missed this throw or that throw. It's like, no. If you're going to be one of the top five, top ten guys in the league, you, you create that. It's like an artist who starts with a blank canvas and then paints something that's worth $40 million in 40 years. Like, you just create yep. it. And Jimmy just didn't do that. Um, now, that, that loss is still on Kyle Shanahan. But, you know, I, I couldn't put him in my top ten just because I do think there are st- still valid questions around Jimmy G. Not like Jared Goff-level questions, but still questions. So, those were, those were my just, just, you know, right outside of, of the top ten. Okay, yeah, and um, it, if you need more examples, uh, we already gave you the Matt Ryan example. And the play, when we say he made the play to win the Super Bowl, the, the throw, the catch was even better. Well, I, I, I go back and forth because that throw was really good. That throw the, the was ridiculous. That catch was amazing. So they made the play, and then following the, the, the sequence after that, you know, dumb play calling. You know, <laughs> you run the ball once, you win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, without and, question. And then I don't hear Saints fans' mouths anymore. So, you know, I, I, I don't like Kyle Shanahan for that reason. Well, what makes it worse <laughs> I, is I, I, don't, I don't dislike him, but. <laughs> oh, Kyle's a great person. I love Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's one of the best yeah. coaches in the league. He'll win one eventually. Yep. But I think what makes yep. it worse is that they had Matt Bryant at, at kicker, too. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what best he was money that season. He was money. And they were indoors. Money. They were in turf in Houston. If he misses, then okay. Then you okay, at least you run the ball. Okay, we gonna our kicker's been money all year. Bam, he makes it. Russell Wilson, he made the play in that Super Bowl to drive his team down. And Mark, uh Malcolm Butler just made a great play. I forgot to about steal that the catch deal. too. You forgot that about curse? that catch. That was that was, was that curse or ball? I think it was curse. That was curse. Curse that got catch paid crazy too. from that catch. From one catch. Well, he had another so, big catch in that game. He did. He he balled that game. Actually. He balled out that game. But and went the to the bat bank. was bat was against the wall. Bat was against the wall. Russell Wilson makes a great throw. Curse falls down. Juggles it. Catches it. Gets up. You know, got his team in position. Hey, I don't even put the throw on him because Malcolm Butler literally just made a great play. Yeah, and. I do put uh, – I, I can't remember the receiver name. I know he went to Fort Valley State. But I don't think he – he didn't do a good enough job of fighting for the ball either. No, <laughs> so he acted like he didn't want it. He, he didn't want it. He didn't want that bad enough. You could have been a savior, bro. But, oh, well. 
we'll get to the top ten. <laughs> Stop talking about outside the top ten. Let's get to some uh some right, some no, world my, my bad, my bad. All right. Um <laughs> it's all good. Let me get Craig at it first. I'm gonna go number 10. This might surprise okay. you a little bit. Uh, I got Kyler Murray. And, Kyler Murray. And this is why I uh I qualified it from a mixture of both going into the season, but sort of where I expect guys <clears> to be at the end of the year. Um Kyler was he didn't have a phenomenal rookie year, but if you actually watched that team play, you saw just kind of how overmatched they were. Um and the churches as well at as well as at some skill positions. Um, 64.4 uh, completion percentage last year, about 3,700 yards, 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Not bad for a rookie. Um, 6.9 yards per attempt. It's not great, but it also lets me know he's not throwing a bunch of screens either. Um, so he's actually having yeah. to make some decisions. Biggest thing for me was he rushed for 544 yards and four touchdowns, 5.8 yards per carry, which isn't Lamar Jackson, but it's not Tom Brady either. Um, and then two biggest things. One, he was sacked 48 times. That offensive line was abysmal, uh, yep. which still leave, still concerns me a little bit because I thought they were going to go tackle in the first round. I love the Isaiah Simmons pick. You know, they, they, they made some <laughs> signings and, and hope to get some guys healthy on the offensive line this year. Still concerns me about him taking a little bit of a beating. Uh, but he just reminds me of Russell Wilson, man. And, and he's 22 yep. years old. 20. And he's got – And he's now. with uh, – and, yep, and he's, he has Nuke. You know how much better Nuke's going to be because oh, he's man. being he's alongside uh, Larry Fitzgerald. He's already a great receiver, but now he has a, a, a real <laughs> a real vet who's done it for years that he's probably going to learn some things he's never even heard of. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is number two on my list as far as the receivers in the league, but he's going to he's going to be so much better. And you have um, <clears throat> you have Cliff as the head coach, and man, I when he when they got D Hop, I bet he was just salivating. Like, what am I going to do with this? Oh boy, he been <laughs> so he's only going to get better. He been cooking. I saw I saw something I saw something earlier where uh, he got some votes for potentially uh, MVP season. You saw that Hopkins? No, 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 uh, Kyler Murray. Oh, this upcoming year? Yeah. Oh, that so, wouldn't surprise me. I don't know what those odds uh, are, but I would go to Vegas and put those down now. I, I can't remember the odds. Uh, only, only reason I wouldn't say um, – I wouldn't pick them because, uh, for one, you, you probably got to win – in most circumstances, you got at least win the division. You know, win the division to, to – you got to have the numbers to back it up, yes. But if you win a division, you're just elevated – Okay, now you're really in that MVP MVP conversation. It's an individual war, but your team has to have uh, success. That's and true. he's in a he's in a division with um, the 49ers, you know, runner-ups, and the uh, Seattle Seahawks, which you can argue were the best team in the division. So um, he has to at least. That's going to be tough. And it, it, I mean, if he does win the division, and I'm sure it's going to be because of his play. But that's the only reason I wouldn't say he's going to win MVP because in year two to win a division, even though you got some new weapons, that's going to be tough with those two teams in there. Yeah, I mean, he's eighth now in MVP odds behind eighth. Okay. Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson, Watson, Brady, Breeze, Prescott. I, I, and that's gotcha. the only reason why I would say I would put because he's – I would I would, yeah, I'd be comfortable eighth. with yeah. that eighth. Yeah. If he was like top five, I'd step back a little bit. 
but yeah. and I'm I I like um I like Kyler Murray in Arizona almost as much as I like Kyle Trask. Big Kyle Trask fan, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think they're going to have a breakout year. Every year, you know, there's something that too. goes worse to first. Um, mm-hmm. If I were a betting man, I, 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 I would put I, – I wouldn't be surprised to see that be Arizona. But. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think when we did our uh, division outlook, I had them winning um, around, around that 9 to 10 mark. I wouldn't be surprised. They nine and seven, ten and six, you know, that somewhere in that area, I think. Nine, seven, ten and six, and then you get the ball bounced a certain way, get some injuries from exactly. some other teams, you can go, you know, exactly. eleven five, twelve and four. So it's yep. possible. Big Arizona fans. Mm-hmm. I got Kyle Mary ten, man. Who you got? Ten, I have Dak. I have Dak Prescott. So oh, Dak. I, I did my mind a little different. So um I didn't do – you're doing yours kind of like based on projections and how they finished last year and going into this season. Uh, I kind of did mine on where – kind of where they are now um, or, you know, how how the last few years coming into this year, how well they've been. So I, I have Dak. And people hate on Dak. And I just think it's, it's crazy when you're, when you're saying, okay, Dak is a top five quarterback. Now nah, you, you're stretching. He's a good. He's a solid quarterback. Now is he is he deserving? I don't. I don't do the well. You shouldn't pay him because he's not worth it. He's the next person in line. So get your money. So pay him. <laughs> so pay, pay every him. black I man. Mean, <laughs> that too. <laughs> but he's the next quarterback in line to get paid. You can't get around it. There's not even. There's no point of even arguing how much quarterback should get paid anymore because it's. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And the, I think the only – I think he's – with the contract negotiations, I think he's more concerned with, okay – and I saw this um, – I saw this uh, comparison. I think Shannon Sharp was talking about this. Um, five years ago, Aaron Rodgers was the highest-paid quarterback at $22 million. $22 million per year. Goodness. Russell Wilson is making thirty-five per year. So you see that jump in five years? So – I think that is thinking about, okay, in year five, you know, uh, salary cap probably is going to go up at least about 10 to 12 million per year. That's about 50 more, at least 50 million more in five years. So I'm thinking, okay, in that fifth year, typically that's when you're like, okay, this quarterback isn't getting paid as much compared to all these other quarterbacks. Because of how the contract, uh, because have the cap, how the cap space is, uh, is uh, uh, spiked. True. So Dak is thinking, okay, thirty-five a year is cool because I'm being, I'm, I'm in that top, you know, one or two to three paid quarterbacks per year. But in year five, thirty-five million is going to be nothing. So give me my forty-five in year five if you want to sign, if you want me to sign on this dotted line. <laughs> so that's why that's that's the only thing that's the only reason I think he hasn't signed his extension yet because the years the the year per uh, the money per year is cool I think yeah. but in that fifth year you know that that number is going to spike in that fifth year so he's thinking about that and it, I don't blame him <laughs> no I don't blame him either I think my my biggest thing is if I was in his camp though if I were his agent I I might consider pushing them to sign the deal for for two reasons one and this is a larger conversation but you know people always talked about live tv live tv and just how revenue and all that stuff just kept rising for all pro sports everything economic mm-hmm. has a bubble 
And that bubble's yeah. burst. Like nobody saw a pandemic causing it, but something was going to cause it to burst. And, you know, yeah. here it is. And so I think his most reported deal was $33 million per year. The, the only reason I would say that, go ahead and take that, is I would have concerns about, one, whatever the next, um, well, they just agreed to a new uh, CBA, I believe. So, which yep. I don't understand why that's owners weren't years. pushing for more of a cap on quarterback pay either, but that's a different conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but I, 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 I see a world where revenues like continue to decline and, gotcha. and I don't see the, I mean, the NFL has just been printing money for the past you know decade. I don't see that. Ha- I don't see that happening again for another decade. And so gotcha. if I were him, I, I think naturally we're going to see some of this stuff reined in just because there's just not going to be as much money coming in. Like, yeah, we're at, de- yeah, we're yeah, at depression yeah. level unemployment. <laughs> and so that means people just not going to have much money to blow on tickets. We're not going to buy your little NFL sports TV package because we're just going to stream it illegally. I mean, it's just facts. I'm not. I'll pay for it. You know, don't, don't come for me, Uncle Sam. But, you know, most people. So, you know, all those things, like, I don't mean to get into economics lesson here, but all those things, you know, sort of tumble. Uh, yeah, yeah. And right now he's got a deal on the table that's $90 million guaranteed. Now, if I were him, I get it. Let me do the, the, the other end because I'm with you personally. I agree with you. And that why am I going to take ninety million dollars guaranteed when Money Heist just got eighty four million guaranteed? Eighty four, um, and I'm way better than him. And I'm way better than Money Heist. So <laughs> that's what. <laughs> so I get it. So he's in yep. a difficult position personally. He um, is. He is. And what's what's and he, he? Go ahead. And, and he's thinking, um, like without y'all, y'all chose Tony Romo. Y'all chose me over Tony Romo. And so obviously yeah. you think I'm the guy and it's a, it, 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 there's a lot of analytics out there that say if your quarterback is making um, such and such percentage of your team salary cap, you're not going to win the championship. And that's around, I think the salary cap is uh, not, I mean, the franchise tag is uh, whatever the franchise tag number is per year. That is about 14% of the team's salary cap of every salary cap of the, uh, every team's salary cap. So if you get above around that 18%, then it's a large dip in your team's percentage of winning a championship because you can't pay who uh, you need true. to pay. Yeah. So if it's reported that he, he's, he, he uh, wants 40 million a year, that's about 20%. That's, that's a that's lot. A lot. So I, I I get the Jones, uh, the Joneses, their, their reasons for not signing. I get it. I get that because he's saying, look, I'm young. I think he's 26. I want my money. And it's my turn. Let me get my money. So it's, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, you know, how that <laughs> – I think he's eventually going to cave in. Uh, I don't see him – I don't see him playing under the tag the whole year. I don't see it. I think part of me is is because I don't see him in another uniform. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to play that big of hardball where he's like, okay, I pay for play for somebody else after the year. I don't think he's going to do that, but he might surprise me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a complicated situation to put in mildly. I mean, the franchise tag for quarterback, I think for twenty twenty, I think it's twenty six point eight or something. So if he's off for $33 million annually, he wants 40. I mean, that you start to get in a realm to where mm, this is kind of tight. It's like, it's like, bro, you tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, bro, you, you, you tripping. And, and I think like there are, 
there are only four or five guys in the league probably who should make that kind of money because not, not mm-hmm. should. Let me walk that back. Cause I'm never going to say what somebody should make. You should make what the market says you can make. Yeah. Who, who, who can make that amount of money and still and live up to it. Exactly. And still be yeah. to compete for a Super Bowl. And, and, you know, that's a handful of guys. I think with Dak, the issue becomes, and maybe he's betting on himself. I, he's like, Hey, I've got a real coach now. I should have went 11 and five last year. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here now. I just got CD lamb. Yeah. We missed some pieces on the offensive line, but the offense is still good. We got an elite pass rusher. We got a real head coach now. Like, Maybe we can make a deep run to NFC title game. And if they get, if they get there, they're going to pay him. They haven't been to the NFC title game, what, since 95? Jerry, if they get to an NFC title game, Jerry's going to pay him. Yep. Now, yep. I don't know what happens if he bets on himself and they go 8-8 eight and eight again. But, but then, but I, then want, I think it's a weird – my bad, go ahead. I want that to happen because I just, I just want some chaos. I want to see what they're going to do. Okay, you got a new head coach. Um, you didn't sign him to extension. I'm on a franchise tag. He plays. He has similar numbers. Numbers were inflated last year because they were trailing a lot. He has similar numbers, but they go eight and eight or they go nine and seven and they get bounced out, you know, maybe first round if they make the postseason. I think Phil is the best team in that division. So if they get a wild card, they get bounced out the first round. Okay. Now it's like, damn, bro, we are we going to pay you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? deserve this money so I, I just I want that to happen just so I can see what has next offseason something else yeah it's it's uh, yeah I'm gonna be interested to follow this because I think the biggest thing with Dak is honestly after having that conversation I, I think I might if I were him I might take the deal and I might take the deal because there's there's no drawback I think so for example if he takes the deal they go out, they make a deep run to the NFC title game, you know, lo and behold, the Super Bowl. And he says, hey, I want, I want to restructure. I want more guaranteed money. I, want, I, I don't see a world to where Jerry doesn't easily agree to that. And so, yes, he's given up a little bit of leverage if it takes the deal now. But I just I think cost-benefit, I just think you get more if you, if you take the deal now. Because if you go 8-8, eight and eight, then how much money are you leaving on the table? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a big year for him. Yeah. And he Huge knows year. it. And that's why he's pushing so hard for his, for his money now. And it's just like, and because I, he I knows there, He knows there's a lot of people who don't believe in him. Exactly. Or it, there's a lot of people who are saying, well, bro, it's the offensive line. It's Zeke. It's, you know, there's this, that. Everybody other than Skip Bayless thinks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, everybody other than Skip Bayless thinks. You know, it's everything around him that's made him successful. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah, he hears that. He hears yeah. that. I got Dak seven, I, and this is probably seven. a whole lot higher than than most people would have had. Um, let me recap my my bottom tier top ten. I got Kyler Murray at ten. I got Matt Ryan nine. Carson Wentz eight. Dak Prescott seven. Um. Okay. Same with Matt Ryan. Hey, Matt, Matt, I think Matt Ryan's Peyton Manning. He should have two rings. We'll do that. We'll do that podcast at some point. Um yeah. this, some point this summer. Uh one on nine and eighty as a starter, forty four hundred passing yards last year. Now they were down a lot, so maybe that number is inflated. Uh people was like, Oh, he threw fourteen picks last year. 
He did, but he never has time to throw. And actually, here's the thing, because 7.3 yards per attempt last year, Matt Ryan has been sacked 90 times in the past two years. Um, that's, that, that's crazy. And look, you have his um, uh, 18 stats pulled up. Let me get to it. But it's, so his envy, his 2000, if, if I remember correctly, his 2018 stats are better, were better than his MVP season stats. Barely. Yep, 2016, 49-44. Like, oh, he threw for 20 more yards in 16 than 18. So, yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it was right on It was right on par. And that was so that kind of – for me, that kind of silenced the rumors of, or the, the, the talks of, well, it was just Kyle Shanahan. Yes, Kyle oh. Shanahan came in and made, and made some adjustments, and that offense was humming. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Matt Ryan – has always had the skill to do that. That's the thing. People, people want to say, in the NFL, it, it's not like college football. You get a new offensive coordinator, college football, you know, you're at USC or uh, Georgia or Alabama, you have all these five-star weapons. It's easy to pitch and catch and, you know, let the stars do their thing. In the mm-hmm. NFL, everybody's the same. Yeah. Like, everybody's on the same playing field. So, Quarterback, either you have that skill or you don't. You have to get the ball out to these guys and help them make a play. But you have to, you know, it's, it's all about uh, location of the ball and things like that. Offensive line has been terrible in Atlanta. So, you know, I, I, I don't I'm, – I'm not mad at Matt Ryan. Uh, well, you have, him, you have him seven? I have him nine, which you have to nine? me, yeah, nine, eight, seven – Six are pretty buckled, and six I got Aaron Rodgers. We'll get we'll get to more of that later. I th- Matt Ryan to me has always been an elite quarterback. I don't know if he's elite anymore, but he's still a top ten guy. He's a guy you can win a Super Bowl with without a perfect roster. And you know, granted, yeah. like, and we don't give Matt enough credit for taking that defense to a Super Bowl. Um, exactly, that defense was trash. Was I mean, trash. as we saw in the last the last <laughs> quarter and a half, but. Yeah, he just gets a, he gets a bad rap. I, I think just by way of being a quarterback for the Falcons. But look, Matt Ryan, that 2016 season was was phenomenal. He's 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 been a one time All Pro, which means at some point in his career he was clearly the best quarterback in football. Which and to he me, was that year. Oh yeah, without question, he was. Which to me, like means something. And and he should have capped it off with a title last year. He threw for uh, threw 4,400 yards. Like I said, they were down by a lot in some instances, but. Uh, I think, and this is why, as I start to look a little bit more uh, towards this season, I'm I'm not sold on Atlanta being the third best team in that division. I think I think there's a lot of group think going on as far as oh Tampa, New Orleans, it's going to be tough. I mean, look, they they went seven and nine last year, and they, they rallied. I think five or six wins. They the started end. what one and seven? One and seven, yeah. <laughs> one and seven had a crap ton of injuries on the defensive side. I don't I didn't like uh AJ Terrell in the first round. I think I think they they reached a little bit, but if it's an it feels a need, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. they're gonna get a full year of Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I like Lindstrom coming out of Boston College. To it's for them it's pretty simple. It's a matter of can can we can we get these guys to block? And yeah. if Lindstrom and McGarry can be average, not even good. If they can be average, that's that's enough. an eleven win football team. That's an eleven win football because the offense is ridiculous. Yep. So yep. like 
we there's a whole lot of sleeping on Atlanta because you know you know Tampa has Tom Brady and all this other stuff. If I mean, and, and I hate to boil it down that small, but their season is going to come down to Lindstrom and McGarry. And yes. if they can be average, they're going to win ten or eleven games. Yep, because I, I I don't think and Atlanta fans know that they're well they, they don't expect to get um, MVP contender Todd Gurley. They don't expect that. But hey, what if you do? You, we don't know how that knee is going to hold up. But if it's fine just for one year, you know what that can do for Matt Ryan? Oh, that's all you need. You know, oh, man. You, you know what? You, you got – you traded away Sanu. Calvin Ridley is one of the – he's already one of the best route runners in the league to me. So you got Calvin Ridley. You got Julio Jones. Um, you got rid of the uh, – well, you let the tight end walk, Austin Hooper. I didn't think he was all that. He caught seven-yard hitch. <laughs> seven yard I think hitch they upgraded a tight end. Yes, I was about to say they upgraded. Hayden Hurst is much more versatile. He's faster. Um, his skill set is a lot better. He just got stuck behind Mark Andrews, and that was unfortunate. But he, both teams benefited. But like you said, it, it comes down to can those two guys be a, a average to above average? If they are, hey, that that's an eleven win football team because. Yes, the defense has to rebound and, you know, uh, off of a pretty bad season. And, but it, it's always been the same thing with Dan Quinn. I don't understand why they can't rush the passer, but, hey. Yeah, I mean. They, when, if, if they can, if they can, then. They got Fowler. Listen, yeah, they did. They got Fowler and uh, Grady Which Jerry. Which is crazy because they got so the best underrated. nose tackle in football. So and, they can't, like, and they can't seem to get an edge rusher. I don't understand. It's, it's not like, it's not for lack of trying, because they do sign guys and well they they I don't understand. They should have declined Vic's option and tried to get another guy last year. But they should have done. Yeah, they were a year late on that. But yeah, man, they, people are sleeping on Atlanta. Um, I think uh, Matt. Yeah, Matt Ryan doesn't get a lot of love outside of Atlanta. He even gets hate from Atlanta fans. He gets hate from his own fans. And, a lot of it is because people think Michael Vick was way better than he was. And oh man, let's sorry not to boil it down today. to you. Yeah, Michael Vick was an average quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it out there. Uh, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history, and it's oh, not, it's even, not close. even close. <laughs> he he might be. The, he might be the best. People, people are really mad at me for saying this. I don't care. He might be the best pro athlete in the history of Atlanta sports. Yes, I know there's Dominique Wilkins. Yes, I know there's Pistol Pete. Uh, yes, I know Greg Maddox to whoever else, but when you play quarterback, you talking about the quarterback. yes, <laughs> you talking about a quarterback. When you play quarterback, like if you, you if, get elevated, if, if you get elevated. Um, and, and he would already be that guy if if they could have if they he would have won it. Yeah, and but I think the the thing is, and I'm glad Atlanta recognizes this is that I mean Matt's going to turn. Uh, he just turned 35. He got another. He's got another four or five years at a high level. Yes. Um, yes. And so they, they still got a chance to go out here and, and, and win a title in the next four or five years, which I think they will because they have a good owner. Um, so he's going to figure this thing out. I would have liked to have seen, and I would probably have Matt Ryan in the top four if they, uh, of my list here if they had done what I wanted them to do, which was get rid of Dan Quinn and hire Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. Um, that would have been – well, Bieniemy with yes. Ryan, Julio, yes. Ridley, Hurst. Bro. He goes from – he goes from Kelsey – Hill Watkins to that. <laughs> like, it's, it's a trade-off. It's like, just different. It just looks different. Oh man. But, yeah. I don't, I don't, anyway, 
Um, yeah, I had Murray Ryan Winter eight. We got into Wentz a lot when we talked about the NFC East. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say about Wentz, 32 and 24 as a starter. Um, yeah. 4,039 4, yards, 27 and 7 touchdown interceptions last year. Interceptions I don't pay much attention to anymore. Uh, but two things that stuck out to me, which honestly I had him thinking about dropping him out of top 10. Uh, 6.7 yards per attempt last year. Not a whole lot of throwing the ball downfield or accuracy. Now, now his guys can't, can't catch passes. So unlike Aguilar. But... Um, <laughs> The 32 and 24 is great until you see that if you take 2017 out of there when he was 11 and two, I think he's 21 and 22 as a starter. Uh, I'm not with the injury prone Carson Wentz crowd, but he's got a lot to prove this year too. He does. He does. And I have, um, so my top, uh, or my bottom 10 have Dak 10. I have Brady nine. I think you, you had him outside, right? Um, Yeah. Brady. I I have Brady nine. I have Wentz eight. Matt Ryan seven, Aaron Rodgers six. So um, I, I'm I'm with you on Wentz. Um, when you look at those numbers, so I think year one went seven and nine. I think uh, I think it went seven and nine, and that's when the the whole conversation went. Okay, who's better, Dak or or Wentz? Dak had came into the perfect situation. You know, the Eagles were able to get Wentz. They traded up, but they were able to get Wentz for a reason because they weren't very good the year before. Yeah. So uh, that just fourth round, perfect situation. You know, he goes to uh, uh, divisional round, got beat, whatever. So uh, take that year away. Uh, he did phenomenal year the year after and came back. I don't know how he won the division last year with those guys he was playing with. So yeah. I kept thinking about that. Like, dude, they were you, you started off riddle. Yes. You started off poorly. He hasn't had a season where all his weapons are fully healthy. He ah. hasn't had a season. So that's why I kind of have that. And for one, that shows me, okay, bro, you, you took me and Fred to <laughs> the playoffs at receiver. So you can get it done. Now imagine if DJ was healthy. Alshon Jeffrey was healthy. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think he got hurt in that game against the Cowboys. Uh, so yeah, um, but you you can't ever imagine Deshaun Jackson healthy. No, you can't. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but did, he played one game, I believe. Now at least give he played, he played three. I'll give him three. that. At least play six. Come on, <laughs> man. six or seven. Yeah, but. Imagine, it, okay, if he has all his weapons. And I'm not saying, you know, teams have injuries. But the Eagles have had injuries. Oh, he was ridiculous and, last year. And, and, and we – this is um, – we're not talking – and I'm not talking about the offense of injuries uh, alone. Dude, they, they've lost every corner. They, every corner that's uh, suited up for them in, like, the past two years have spent time in the tent. And the tent is basically the training room. You're not on yep. the field. Yeah. So, and I'm talking about, you know, three, four, five games. So, the defense, you know, he's not on defense, but that's a direct correlation. Okay, can you get these guys – can you get uh, the defense off the field? Can y'all get off the field so the offense can get the ball? You know, the defense – the defensive bats have been injured, so you can't, you know, keep somebody from scoring. You can't, you know, get off the field. Now, the offense can't get in the rhythm. Hey, I can't get in the rhythm because I'm not on the field. I can't get in the rhythm because my team isn't healthy. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, I, I factor those things. 
I factor all of those things in. Um, that's why I kind of have them. I kind of have them eight. Like the the Carson Wentz I saw during his MVP season, which he would have won if he went towards ACL. Oh yeah. Uh, that's that's the Carson Wentz I believe can be there every single year. Now, is he going to be? He was probably next to perfect. Is he going to be that great? No. But all his weapons were healthy. All his weapons were healthy, and they played phenomenal. So Yeah, and you saw what he did with that. And exactly. So that's why I have him at eight. Uh, Matt Ryan's a little bit uh, uh, one spot ahead of him. Uh, we talked about him. Uh, and Rodgers at six. We both have him at six, which I'm not surprised. because we, oh, hey, <laughs> we, we, we kind of view him the same. Uh, he's just – he's lost a little touch. He hasn't fallen off a cliff. Yeah. He's just lost. He's just lost a little bit, and and we're projecting as well. So I'm thinking, okay, next two to three years, or how? Not even two or three years. How how are you going to be this year coming yeah. off of last year? Yeah. So that's why I have him at six. A Rod strikes me as a guy, and we'll actually. Well, I'll save that. We're gonna have that conversation. Yeah, later. save save but, that. Save that. <laughs> um, I go my top five. Five. I top got Deshaun Watson. Uh, I got Drew Brees at four. Got my man Lamar Jackson at three. Uh, Pat Mahomes two. Russell Wilson one. Um, what you? What's your top five, man? Bro, people gonna think like we just <laughs> we be we 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 look at these uh, look no, at each other's and that's why we we don't so, do that on purpose because I think it takes away from the conversation if we share it. So exactly. So we literally have as far as the quarterbacks, the only one I have in my top ten that you don't is Tom Brady. And we have identical, what, six is Aaron Rodgers. I have Drew Brees fifth, Deshaun Watson fourth. So we have those flip. I have the exact same top three. (laughs) Lamar Jackson three, Patrick Mahomes two, Russell Wilson one. There it is. We saw a broke piece. (laughs) And if you want to argue with either one of us and put Patrick Mahomes one, you know, I'm fine with it. Fine with that. But I'm – Patrick Mahomes is in a perfect situation as far as his offensive weapons and things like that. He has one of the best, historically perfect. best play callers in the, in, in the league ever. Perfect. He has the fastest, fastest person on the field at wideout. He has what? You say Kelsey is the best tight end in the league? You can. He has yeah. the best, so he had the best tight end. Or second he has best? A, yeah. He's either one or two. You have a top uh, six to eight receiver, the fastest guy, and you have the, the best play caller. So he's in a perfect situation. But you look at Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is the Seahawks, no matter who you put out there. So I'm glad DK Metcalf has developed and will develop into a really good receiver because he has a guy. And I saw a report that it said Russell Wilson is on board of Seattle signing Antonio Brown. Uh-oh. Now, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Antonio Brown, DK Metcalf, and I don't care who else you put on the field. Just block for that guy for 2.6 seconds, and you're going you're gonna to tear some defenses apart. Uh, now, I don't know if they can block for 2.6 seconds, but. That's, 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 <laughs> you don't need – but he's one without that. <laughs> he's one, and, and that's the thing, man. That, that, that's my – not determining factor. I think if I, when I look at both of them play, to to me it's just kind of is easy to see Russell is is better than 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 Patrick. I think it's easier to see that for all the reasons you just mentioned, supporting cast wise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like he's just not playing with the same weapons. And if you sit down and watch a Chiefs game and then a Seahawks game, you'll see that all the magic that real that, that Russell is make is making happen. But I'm gonna read off the sack numbers for Russell Wilson for his career. 
a lot of things you don't learn in football, mostly how to contort your body, you know, how yeah. to uh, hand-eye coordination. If I got to pick up a ground ball, you know, how to, how to turn my hand this way, or if I'm sliding in, how to, you know. And I think that helps guys stay healthy when they're anticipating hits. And so, because there's no reason a guy who's been sacked as much as Russell Wilson has, hasn't missed a start. Because he's also only 5'11", 215. So, and, and if you look, he does get sacked a lot, but a lot of those are like, okay, I'm about to get hit. Let me fall I'm down. I'm going down. Yep. Like, it, it, um, Tom Brady was the best, or is the best at that. And that's Tom why he's Brady still playing. Tom Brady doesn't take big hits. Nope. Russell Wilson doesn't take big hits. So, he gets sacked, yes, but it's like, okay, let me do one of these numbers and fall down. Okay, you got me. <laughs> so, yep. going to be in the league a long time. I, Patrick Mahomes, I don't think, takes a lot of hits. Baseball nope. background. So. And that's the main – that's the one thing. L- Lamar doesn't take a lot of hits, but I do want to see him do a better job of just like, this play is over. I don't need you fighting for, for eight more yards. Yes, yeah. you have the ability to break things open. I don't care about that. You're our franchise quarterback. You're, you're explosive enough that, you know, for that one or two times you break open for an 80-yard run because you, because you push for four more yards, you'll get that back over the course of 16 games, bro. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we love your enthusiasm. We love that you're <laughs> always pushing for more yards. I need you to go down, all right? I need you to get out of bounds. And I, and I hope that's something that's been um, sort of pushed on him this offseason. That's the one thing I want to see, see start happening for him a little bit more. Um, I have number three. I don't want to spend too much time on Lamar, you know, for the sake of sounding like we a talk homer. about him all the time. <laughs> talk about him all the time. I got yeah. number three, you know, league MVP, you know, that is what it is. Um, I have Breeze four, Watson five. I think you have him switched. Yep, um, I have uh, Breeze five, Watson four. Yeah. And it, me- it, 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 it's a lot of project uh, projection. Um, Breeze hasn't fallen off a cliff. Nah. And it's amazing to me. Another guy who doesn't, take big hits uh Watson does take big hits so I, it's just imagine difference. yeah so Watson and Wilson are up there as far as uh being sacked the most in the league give Watson an average offensive line man he's he did he, he lost D-Hop but this year is going to really tell how real how good he really is he yeah. lost his best weapon uh he's going to spread it out uh, I think it, I think it may be better for him long term because he'll be able to not lock in on one guy when he need, when he needs to make a play, but he still has that uh, Bill O'Brien guy as his head coach. Hopefully, <laughs> he has to get over that hurdle before he get over he gets over the offensive line hurdle. Man, you got a seal on as long as you got Bill O'Brien as your head coach or GM. Um, I think he's I, on this year. I think, and that that's the thing with me as I have people I have Watson on my list at five, but. I've I've said continuously, and I I firmly believe this. I think the bottom has fallen out in Houston this year. One, because Bill O'Brien is so bad, but two, Watson was sacked 62 times in 2018, and 44 in 2019, and he takes big hits. He's not Russell yeah. Wilson or Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, and maybe he's worked on that this off season. But if he mm-hmm. hasn't, one, he's going to be sacked at least 40 times because the offensive line still isn't good. You know, it's it's a little bit better with Tunsil. But two is just like he's not going to play 16 games. And that's the biggest thing is just they can't protect him. And now he doesn't have Nuke to, to hone in on and just get the ball out when he needs to, so on and so forth. I, just, I don't see him staying healthy because they can't block for him. And so that's why I'm like, mm. like this, 
this thing has like three and 13, four and 12 written all over it uh, because they can't block for their franchise quarterback. Yeah. And he'll put up, you know, he'll still probably throw for 4,000 yards. Um, he'll have, you know, about 27 touchdowns. I think his interception numbers are going to go up because he's going to be hit while throwing a lot. But, you know, this may be, this is a, this may be a good thing because, you know, you don't want to be mediocre. You want to be bad. You want to be good. So you win four to six games. You have a top five pick. You know, you fire the coach. You get a you get a new head coach. New coach. You get Penny Sewell get out of Oregon. Hey, you get you get a new head coach. You get one of the top offensive linemen, or you know, one of the top weapons in the league uh, in the draft, and you protect your guy. <laughs> and that that may be the turning point in his career. So yeah, I think uh, we're we're we look at the same. It's crazy <laughs> in every debate or whatever topic we're kind of looking at the same thing. Well, in the same uh, with the same eyes, because we always have similar lists, just a few numbers or a few rankings or things like that. They're a little bit off. That's because we know football. It's all good. Hey, that, that's it, man. <laughs> football, basketball, no matter what we 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 look at it from an unbiased view, hey. and we just look at the game. That's it. That's it. That's why I had Lamar three. I wanted to put Lamar one. He's not the best quarterback in football. It's fine. He's not. It's, it's okay. He's not. Maybe he'll get there. He he, he has the skill set to be. Honestly, this is a hot. It's a hot take because when you when I say the greatest of all time, it's always a hot take. But this guy has the skill set to be one of the greatest of all time. Now, obviously, yeah. you have to win you know multiple super Super Bowl titles to be considered, but the way he ran, dude, he ran for 1,200 yards. He ran for 1,200 yards, threw for almost 4,000, threw for 30-plus touchdowns. And I, I don't see – you don't fall off of cliff after that because you can't, you can't defend both at once, especially no. when the team improves. You can't – like, there's no way. Yes, you can game plan. You may have your game that day, but you're not going to be like – you know, the Ravens are no longer running this style of offense. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean. This, this is what they're going to run. They're just going to retool at these. They're going to get better at certain positions. Right. And imagine if that team, they gave up 4.6 yards per carry in the middle <laughs> last Ooh. year. So imagine if that was 3.6. They don't lose that game against Tennessee. Nah. They probably beat Kansas City. See what I'm saying? Like certain, they're sure, they, they're already knowing okay, this is what happened. Yep. We're going we're gonna to get better, especially when my quarterback is on the rookie deal. Yeah. Like, that's – but he's, he's three right now. <laughs> he's three right now. The good thing about Lamar, like, Lamar is who Michael Vick could have been yes. had he really loved football. And, yep. and I think it's, it's easy to say this, like, in hindsight, and, and it's one of those things that, like, you know, can be frustrating for – so, you know, some people, because, like, we were all big, you know, growing up, I was a huge Vic fan. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is, like, you know, no one can argue that if, if, if Mike had put in the time, if he had studied, if he had showed up at the facility, if he had watched film, he could have been one of the best ever, too. Because he, yes. he only needed to develop sort of his understanding of the game and study habits, so on and so forth. But you couldn't take away his athleticism. And we saw a little bit of that when he was in Philly, that 20 touchdown, mm -hmm. six interception year. If he had done that seven, eight years before, imagine where he'd be at. So Lamar definitely had the tools for that. And then on top of that, he turns 24 
during wild card playoff of next year. So yeah. he's going to play the regular season as a 23 year old. <laughs> so if literally, if uh, God forbid, like soft tissue issues, you know, hamstring and things like that, those just happen. But barring injury, this guy is not going anywhere. <laughs> going anywhere. So, no. dude, stop taking, stop taking big hits and stop taking big hits. You know, stop taking hits, and you'll be a a, a legend. <laughs> Twenty three year old MVP, All Pro, like it's it's wild. Um, what, make, what makes it better, and we can move on after this. The Bill Polians of the world would have never thought this would happen, especially this early. This is year two. Know. People keep forgetting yeah. that it's year two. This is two. only. I, I was not expecting this in year two. I was expecting this eventually, but year two. Nah, I no, wasn't I'd be lying if I said that. Yeah. And John Harbaugh would be lying. <laughs> Eric DeCosta would be lying. We'd all be lying. I mean, look, and this, I, I went on this rant on Twitter a little while ago. I was like, look, nope, no one expected Lamar to be this. We no. thought he'd be a good starter. You know, I yes. gave you that. But if anybody says, I don't care who you are, if anybody says, oh, he'd be, you know, all MVP. pro MVP. Second year league, no, nah, they're lying. Like, get their little fake crystal ball out of here. Um, but I think, and then, you know, we said, let's talk about this a little bit longer later. But and one of the reasons why I, I really get, I, now, I don't really get upset, but I call it out every time I see it on social media, the whole, oh, Lamar can't throw or whatever. It's, it's not out of some fandom thing. It's like, you know, everyone's heard about that proposal they had to, you know, hire more minority coaches in the NFL and give out oh, draft yeah. picks, all that tokenism stuff. But, like, the the continuous – and this died down a little bit. Actually, no, it hasn't because some idiot said – or Jay Glazer quoted Sean Payton, whatever, Taysom, talking about oh Taysom Hills or bigger Lamar Jackson. The, the problem there is, like, that 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 is the centerpiece of discrimination in the National Football League, and it is the reason why there aren't more minority head coaches. Because yes. if there, there, in no other world do you compare a guy who has 13 career passes to the league MVP and the all-pro quarterback in football, which means he was the best quarterback in football the previous season. Yes. You would not do that if that quarterback was white. And, and, and that is the issue in that you, the, it's this subtle discrimination that says these guys in college, oh, you can't play quarterback, go play wide receiver, running back. And then it's the hot cut. It's the quarterback who maybe doesn't make it in the NFL, but he spends four years. He's a good quarterback at, at whatever university. He's a backup in the NFL for three years, and then goes to be a grad assistant and then a quarterback coach. And ten years later, he's a head coach. Like the yep. the, the the that is the issue. People are always like, "Oh, we need to hire more black." No, it's Bill Polian's no. comments because yes. that leads guys who can play quarterback to not play quarterback in high school, college, and from there they don't get the opportunity to be quarterback coaches, to be offensive coordinators, to become head coaches. So we keep looking at this from a standpoint, oh, we got to find goodies to get people to hire coaches. It's like, no, stop being subtly racist. And the thing is, like, when Jay Glazer said that, I was like, I don't, I don't think he's openly racist. But, like, that's no. the problem is yes. that these people who <laughs> legitimately believe, oh, Taysom Hill's a bigger Lamar, you are the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. Yep. 
because you're comparing a mediocre white guy to, a, to an all to the best quarterback in football from last season. And that seeps through the minds of coaches all over the country. When you got an athletic guy who can throw the football, Oh, don't play quarterback. You can go first to pasture. You can go play linebacker. You can play, you know, corner, you can play wide receiver, whatever it is. The pipeline needs to start by not moving these guys from quarterback. Because once we do that, I guarantee you, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you're going to see more black head coaches at the college level. And a quarter century now, you're going to see more black head coaches at the pro level. And I hate to say that. That is the way we fix it. This isn't an overnight thing. It's going to be another 20, 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. years before, we, before these things really start to turn out the way they do. But it, it's, the, it's that macro sort of aggression. I'm done with my, my rant. But <laughs> It's all good, man. Hey, we feel, we feel the same way. And a lot of people wouldn't even think to think the way that you – you know, just explain. Like they don't think they think racism is just you calling somebody the N word. No, <laughs> it's just what inherently people do or people say that they always said, and you just change the minds of of people who don't know any better, who can't think for themselves. So, yeah. And that right, well, I move <laughs> on, but it's like if if you if you think Taysom Hill's good, there there's a there's an equal comp. Like just say he's better, Josh Allen. Yes. Or just say he's old poor man's quarterback from Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't say his name. But, like, there are other comparisons if you really think this guy is good. Like, what prompts you to want to compare him to the league MVP? We know the answer. Anyway, all yeah. 22, crystal ball, rapid fire. I got some questions. We'll close out. Which quarterback okay. ends the decade with the most Super Bowl rings? Um, I'm going to give a – I'm going to give a, or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Ah. All right. I, I had – I had to, <laughs> I had to go or because the Chiefs aren't getting until until he gets paid. Like let's just say if he wins one, if he wins one this year, you know you got to pay him his extension, and then you can't pay all these other weapons, and then you'll see a decline in the team's production. Probably not his production, but the team's production. True. But Lamar Jackson, you know he's in year two. He's about to enter year three. He probably get an extension year four. So Ravens, you need to win one this year <laughs> before you have to pay them next year. Yeah. But the first year of the extension doesn't even kick in until the fifth year. So I think um, I think either or. <laughs> okay. I'm I got to go with both. I'm with it. I'm with it. Question two, which quarterback has the sharpest decline, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or Pittsburgh quarterback? I have um, – I wanted to go with Tom, but I'm going with Pittsburgh's quarterback. Yeah, I think Only, he's done. Uh, I, I think the injury, the type of injuries he's having just takes a toll. For one, Tom Brady hasn't been, you know, injured. He had that one ACL injury, and that's it. Uh, so he doesn't have injury history. Uh, history. Um, you know, uh, quarterback in Pittsburgh, he's, he's a big guy. He takes a lot of big hits. He's probably going to miss four games this year because that's just what he does. This is what he does. And yeah. he does, you know, he and he doesn't have Antonio Brown. He doesn't have Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that 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 defense was better last year, but his offensive weapons aren't better. You expect some of those receivers to uh, develop, but you just don't know. And I don't think Mike Tomlin just. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm iffy about Mike Tomlin. I like yeah. him. I, I I like him, but. Man, like he, I don't want to say he underachieved. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, gripe on the black man. <laughs> but, dude, you had top five, top five 
at the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, and the running back position for like four years. Yeah. And like you just you couldn't do what you needed to do. And a pretty good and, defense. And a pretty good defense every year. Now, you gotta you you gotta bring that up. Now, will he win about 10 games this year? Maybe. But you got to bring those things up when you're talking about, you know, good, great head coaches. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I normally just stay away from Mike Tomlin slander because he's a black. But we, we should have that conversation, too. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I want and – and, and another thing, I, I hate Pittsburgh, but I want him to succeed. So, it's kind of like <laughs> – It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they succeed but don't beat the Ravens and don't do anything in the playoffs, I'm like, oh, Mike Tom's a top five head coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so, uh, if they're winning, I'm like, nah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you're going to like this one. Question three. More likely to start a playoff game at quarterback. <laughs> Taysom Hill or Kellen Mond? Oh, Kellen Mond. No question. <laughs> no question. Taysom uh, Hill, I have, I have zero faith him ever being a starter um, only only reason he would be a starter is if drew Brees and james winston get hurt next year and i don't see both of those things happening so it's a reason it. why they say signed james winston now granted james winston said okay what how can i benefit my career the most okay let me go under sean payton and be coached by one of the great you know offensive minds in the league cool i think that was more so a james winston of uh, him saying what's the best for me rather than New yeah. Orleans reaching out to them, yeah. reaching out to him. But Taysom, it's a reason why they said, okay, Jameis, you're our number two. Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback. Kellen Mond, you see traits. <laughs> you see yeah. traits where he can some, throw some the ball, stay there. in the pocket. Yes. You, <laughs> you see, okay, man, if you get in the right situation, you know, maybe the ball drops, your quarterback ahead of you get injured. You can be a starting quarterback for four or five games. Jacoby Brissett, you know, he oh, earned Jacoby. his stripes in New England. Yeah. So, uh, Kellen Mond can be that person. <laughs> Taysom Hill, nah. <laughs> no, no, we agree. I can't stand Taysom Hill. Um, <laughs> Over-under on Super Bowls. Pat Mahomes, five and a half. Over-under. Oh, got it has to be under. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't, he's not it, Five just because five is too much just because the cap, uh, how much quarterbacks are making now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's you gotta you gotta factor in. If you would have said three, I probably would have said even. I yeah. think he can win three in his career. I do. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, two and a half. Two and a half. I'm thinking. Let me. Uh, it's a tricky one. That's a tricky one because. I'm gonna say push too, cause uh, yeah. I'm thinking he'll win. I'm thinking he'll win about two. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go he'll... under. I think I think I'll go two. Just because, like you said, Patrick Mahomes in the AFC, uh, Deshaun Watson. You expect the ownership, the GM, the front office, whatever. You would think eventually they would get it right, and that's another AFC quarterback if he stays. But you know, you, you just can't. Two is a lot. <laughs> It's hard two, to win two, Super Bowls, man. Super Super Bowl wins are hard. So two Super Bowls is a lot. Just imagine two Super Bowl wins. You expect him to – you don't expect 1,200 yards a year, but, dude, him getting seven, 800 rushing yards a year, that's going to happen. Yeah. And you're going to expect 35 to 4,000 um, uh, passing yards. 
Dude, he, he, he's going to have some good numbers. If yeah. he can cap that off with two rings, you, you, you think about, you know, he's up there. Yeah. I that's, think, a, I that, think that's, long, that's a long time, but yeah. Deshaun Watson, one and a half. Under. Yeah. Under. Uh, I have no – you got to go under just because of what you've seen. And, it, like, we, all, we both believe that it's not him, obviously. But um, no. just you can't put faith in a front office that hasn't done anything, you know, in the past couple of years. So I think he has a chance to eventually win one. It's probably going to be, you know, not within, a, not within the next five years, you know, probably, you know, in the middle of or towards the end of his career because who yeah. knows what they're going to do. But I say under. I got him as under two. That's nothing to do with Watson and more to do with Houston as a franchise. Um, Bob McNair passed away a little while ago. He wasn't a good owner. He was, eh, I don't know. He was okay. The problem is their ownership is a little bit in turmoil. And any ownership who allows Bill O'Brien to make the decisions that he's made on personnel <laughs> the past couple of years, I don't have any faith in. So it doesn't matter when they finally yeah. wise up and fire him. I don't have faith that they're going to pick the right guy to replace him. So, exactly. Um, you know, Watson might get one and – Long term, middle towards the end, or he might have to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But he's good enough to get one. Uh, yep. Trevor Lawrence, zero point five. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say over. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna say over just because I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm thinking about the worst teams in the league because he's going to go number one overall. He's yeah, going to go number question. one overall, and I'm trying to think who would be the worst team next year? Because Jacksonville. Jacksonville, that's going to be tough because that ownership isn't very good. Uh, Carolina, um, ownership is okay. So, yeah, it, it, depends. it depends on where he lands. Because yeah, Atlanta's you can, big. You, you can have an awful season. You can get the number one overall pick, but you'd be a solid franchise. You yeah. just – you know, he has some injuries, you know, quarterback situation, things like that. But if he gets to Jacksonville, no, I have no faith. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, but a team like Carolina, good infrastructure, you know, Ron Rivera, you know, he was a solid coach. He was a good coach. Um, took his, took, went to two Super Bowls. No, 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 That was the, um, I can't remember. Jeff, uh, what is it, Jeff Fox? John Fox. Uh, some Fox. John Fox. John Fox. John Fox took him to that first one. But that's a team who went to two Super Bowls uh, within 20 years. So that's a solid franchise. So that's yeah. a, solid, a solid ownership. So if you get somebody like Carolina, some solid ownership, of course. Yeah, I think he'll, he can win one. <laughs> yeah. I go over. But it's going to depend on where he goes. It, it all yeah. depends on where he goes. If he ends up in Jacksonville or Washington, I'm, uh, no. But – you know, Carolina, Las Vegas, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them opportunities. Which I don't think the Raiders are going to beat. Their, their roster isn't that bad, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just sort of sat Derek Carr after a quarter of the season and said, hey, go ahead and sit down, young buck. We're going to get us a quarterback. Because they clearly uh-huh. – Gruden and Mayock clearly don't like them. So, they don't. Uh, They're not even pretending to hide it either. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Not from day one. It's like, we don't want you here. Hey, I, 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 I personally love it. <laughs> I personally love when they're, the coaches are like, you know what? You're not our guy. Yeah. I mean, you, you better play phenomenal or you're out of here. 
the honesty, man. We don't get it enough in sports. I, I, I love the I love <laughs> the honesty and nothing wrong with it. You know, it ain't like they just trash him. Just like, look, he's not our guy. We didn't draft him. Mm-hmm. He's here. I can respect that. Yeah. You know, not talking yeah. bad about him. I'm saying, you know, talking mess about his family. Just like, you know, we didn't draft him. He was here. We inherited him. We'll take him. I remember. I remember. You know, Gruden used to do the quarterback camps before he was actually oh, a coach. Oh man, he was. He was. Uh, really was. He was kind of the only one. Derek Carr was a first round quarterback. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and and when when he got hired, that's what I thought. Yeah. I remember you were uh, caping for him being a first round quarterback. Now you don't want him. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, last one in five years, who do you want as your starter? Bo Nix, Josh Allen, or Kyle Trask? You already know my answer. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I don't. Um, <laughs> the jury's still out on Kyle Trask for me, but <laughs> he if, if if he if he repeats this season. Because Florida, and we talked about this, I can't remember what podcast, Florida didn't have great receivers. Obviously, no. we say great. We say great. You know, they have some four or five-star guys. Well, yeah. But uh, we're talking about, okay, are you putting up the numbers of your your start, your ranking? But Trask try played well. If he does that again, like, who's to say he's not a first-round quarterback next year? Like, he has the tools, he has the size, and, you know, things like that. Oh, top but, 15. Top 15? <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to go – I. so I think Bo Nitz would be better uh, this year, obviously. Um, it's just the Auburn offense, you know, I don't know if it will be able to translate, you know, things like that. But I actually, I actually like Josh Allen. Now, do I think he's a top – Whatever quarterback, no. Whoa. But I'm. I like Josh. I, I I like I like I like the skill set. Put it like that. So okay, I get you. When, when when you come when you're coming out of college, um, and I and I've and I've mentioned this on social media. So people are like, well, why do they like this guy or this guy? You got to think NFL scouts and GMs. They're projecting and they're looking at traits. Yeah. So you're looking at quarterback. He has the strongest arm in the league, of course. You know, I don't. There's, there's too much emphasis put on that, but he has it. He can make all the throws. When you can make all the throws, everything else can be learned. So that's true. Obviously, you can make because if you can't make all the throws, then you're you have to be super accurate. Yeah, you I can't have teach you that. Yeah, exactly. So he can make all the throws already. He can get out of the pocket. He can make throws on the run. Now you got Stephon Diggs. You know, hopefully they can form a connection. All he has to do, he get, you know, 63% accuracy. That's a pretty good quarterback. And I'm I'm not saying that he's top five, top 15, because he's not right now. I'm just thinking about how good he can be. I think he, I just think he has the traits to be good. That's what I'm saying. And he, he reminds me, he has the build of Cal Trask. They move pretty similar. Yeah, you do. know, they're not trying to, you know, run for 100 yards, but they can get out of the pocket and run. You know, Josh Allen has a stronger arm than Kyle Trask. But I'm just – when I see a quarterback who can make all the throws already, I'm thinking, dude, you can become more accurate with film study and guys around you and a good, you know, offensive system. So, yeah, I, I say Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like Josh Allen. Well, no, nah, I'm not going to say I'm not, I like I, I'm not a fanboy, but I, I right, think right. he can be a good quarterback in the yeah. league. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, no, I hear you. And I think, I think Buffalo needs to – the AFC is Baltimore, Kansas City – drop but then buffalo is right there and if there's any team that mm-hmm. you're going to think about 
who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl outside of the Chiefs or the Ravens. It's got to be Indy or, or Buffalo. Um, and they won what? They won 11 games. And yeah. I, I don't care who they played. They didn't win a division. But yeah, Buffalo stinks historically. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a rookie quarterback, uh, a second-year quarterback, and come in and he won 11 games for you. So they turned around. I like McDermott. They turned it around, man. They got, they I, I got something too. good going on there. Um, I'm picking Kyle Trask for this question. I'm a big Kyle Trask fan. Of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think he's going to be a top 15 pick. And, you know, I'm telling you, for, for, for betting people, I want to ask you this. When did you become a big tra- – like, what game or what games made you a big one? Because, anyway. I, like I said, I'm a, we're Florida State fans. I watched a lot of Florida football to, to, to just wait for them to lose because I want them to lose. But in the midst of all of that, I'm like, okay, the best thing to, to happen to them was uh, Felipe Franks going down because Kyle Trask is the better quarterback. And uh, Emory Jones probably won't see the field other than Wildcat snaps. And he literally was – No. Dude, Kyle Trask is a pretty good quarterback. So yeah. <laughs> I, watched, I, I, I was waiting for him to have his, okay, not magic moment anymore just because – he hasn't started a game since high school. I've been waiting for it, and it hasn't happened. So, yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm trying. I, I want to know when. When? When was it for you? <laughs> I liked Caltras against LSU. Um, he 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 he, he yeah. had a lot of completions, incompletions rather. Um, but I think if I think what was the stat line? I think he threw 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a yep. pick. But if you just watch him against that defense, which has a crap ton of pros. It was just like if you you get this guy a little bit more time to develop, I mean, and and then I I think so if you watched LSU, and then watched Florida State in the bowl game against Virginia, it's like all right, like you give this guy a full off season with starter reps, and 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 a whole another opportunity to sort of lead the charge mm-hmm. next year, uh, you know I I like what I see even against Georgia, you know, it just came twenty one to thirty three, two fifty seven two touchdowns. Yeah. At LSU, he was 23 of 39, 310 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm big Kyle Trask. And mostly, I think, and, and it goes back to sort of the, the preseason top 25, but um, I think Florida's 15 to 1. I just won the national title right now, fifth most. So apparently, I'm not the only Kyle Trask staying out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I like, I'm tempted I like to take those that. odds. I'm tempted. Uh, man, I, if, if we could travel, well, I could probably do it online. I'm, I might, I might put something down on those odds. Fifteen to one for Florida. I, I like those odds. I know, what, I know, not... I know what upsets you, but. Well, no, I, I think no, I. I'm talking I, about the Gators. I big think. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, that that <laughs> that upsets me so much. <laughs> but and and we talked about this in our college football rankings. Only reason I, I'm not, I'm high on Florida, as in you're going to win the SEC East. Uh, I'm high. I don't think – so they always lose – they just always lose one game against a, a better opponent, and they seem to can't beat Georgia. So that's yeah, why – until they, until they do that, that's – until they do that, I'm not all in on them. Because you can't beat Georgia, you're not going to win the SEC East. And if you, if you lose against LSU – you're not going to even be in the SEC title game. So, yeah, or the national championship game, I mean. But, yeah, Kyle Trask is I'm, – I'm, I'm there. I just can't be 
I can't utter the words, I'm a big Kyle Trask fan. <laughs> fan. I can't do it because Fair. I'm a Florida State fan. I can't do it. Fair. I get it. I get I it. I can't do it. But he's a, he's, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Yeah. That's my um, – see, I'm, me, I'm still unbiased. I, I'm just not uttering the words. Hey, I hear you, man. <laughs> I, only reason – No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to shut up about contracts. But um, they get LSU at home. Okay. And then the, Lord, the world's largest outdoor don't call it a cocktail party on Halloween, which honestly they probably won't play at a neutral site this year. They'll probably just play on campus in an empty stadium. Anyway. Uh, they get Auburn? Do they play Auburn every year, or that's that's they, their um? They don't have Auburn this year. Cause um every every East and West team has well every East team has their West rivals and vice versa. So their West rival is uh, LSU. LSU, yeah. So um, but they play another team from the West. So they who get, is that? They get Ole Miss out of the West this Ole year. Miss, okay, yeah. So you get Ole Miss and swap out Auburn. I mean, that's that's a big, it's a big that's, takeaway. That's a big swap out. Um, the, the biggest thing is, and then, yeah, we can just close this out. But the biggest okay. thing for me is, I think the thing, thing with Florida is that, because I, I think they're going to beat Georgia this year, and do mm-hmm. I think it's their best chance to beat Georgia in quite a long time, mostly because mm-hmm. even though I had Georgia number one, it won't surprise me to see. I mean, the season's going to come down to, you know, a game or two, a possession or two. The biggest thing is they don't have, they, they're not going to have the full offseason. I know the NCAA say players can come back on June 1 or whatever. But they're just not going to have the same time to assimilate Jamie Newman as they would have before. And so – Brand new offense, too. Brand new offense. And so bringing yep. all the guys back that Florida is on offense, including Trask, you know, I, 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 those things aren't going to be that evident. Like, the, the first couple of weeks of college football is always bad. They don't have preseason. So some of the plays just like, ugh. But I think when you get to October and November, you're going to be able to see clearly, I think, people like, oh, you know, they're going to hit their stride. I think it might be the opposite in that you'll see teams that have that continuity – like, mm-hmm. that would be the deciding factor, I think, amongst these top 10 teams. For other teams who bring back, like, a bunch of ta- – I mean, uh, who bring back a bunch of guys, you know, who have a lot of return and production, I don't think you'll see that much. But when you talk about, you know, the, your Clemsons, your Georgias, your Alabamas, your Floridas, and so on and so forth, all those teams lose so much every year because they're, they're NFL factories. And I just think Florida's going to have a little bit of an advantage because out of all those top teams, aside from Clemson, who lost a crap ton on defense – they bring back they bring back their starting quarterback. And mm-hmm. I think when it gets down to October, November, when those teams are playing against each other, I think that might be the deciding factor. Now we'll see. But the other thing is, do I think Florida can beat Alabama in the SEC title game? And I don't know if I'm that yeah. big of a Kyle Trask fan, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there at some point. We'll, we'll get there. But yeah, uh, yeah, we we agree. I just can't utter the words. And yeah, yeah, I would no, never utter the words. It's all, all right, good. Go nose, go nose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> Taylor, thanks for joining me today, man. I appreciate you. Hey, no problem, man. It's been Thank good. You. Yes, sir. All 22.